Time to meet the assistant coaches. My thoughts from around Robin Day of meeting the new coaching staff, and you're going to hear from a few of them yourself. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and sign up today. You become an insider, you'll get news, analysis, one-on-one conversations with me via text messages, no hashtags, no apps, no nothing. It comes straight to your phone. And then you respond to me in real time, straight from your phone. We'll talk about everything from news, inside analysis, again, uh, live text from practices, games, press conferences, events, all kinds of cool stuff happening over there. So get involved. Uh, join subtext.com slash locks on commanders today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, greatly appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. On today's episode, you are going to hear from defensive pass game coordinator Jason Simmons, offensive line coach Bobby Johnson, and linebackers coach Ken Norton Jr. But first, I worked the day with Donna Hopkins Jr. She, uh, or Donna Hopkins Jr., Donna Hopkins of Mid-Atlantic Sport Net, host of the In the Minute podcast with Tony McGee, that some of you may or may not have heard of. If you haven't, go check it out. They do a lot of great stuff over there. Donna's super cool on the beat with me, with all of us. Uh, she had the mad camera skills, so I teamed up with her. I held her microphone. I was kind of her assistant for the day, and she hooked me up with all this footage that you're about to see. So all the video you're about to see, courtesy of, again, Donna Hopkins, Mid-Atlantic Sport and In the Minute podcast with Tony McGee. We're going to start off this episode with some thoughts from Donna and I after the day, and then we'll break it down further hearing from those three coaches. How did you just see listening to the coaches today? Um, what, what was your takeaways? I think the biggest thing, you know, they all echoed the style of play. Right. And starting with Adam Peters and starting with Coach Coach Quinn when he came in and just kind of getting a grip for, for what kind of team you're going to see. You're going to see explosive, explosion on defense. You're going to see violence, which, you know, look, you, you shouldn't be out there aiming to hurt people. But sometimes it happens a violent sport, but you need to, to embrace that violence. Right. And, and I think that the, the thing I really like is this is the kind of time, time of the season where we get a lot of buzzwords. Right. And, and these coaches know, you know, especially the ones who've been in the business for a while, like Ken Norton Jr. He kind of knows like we love those buzzwords and we love those. Oh, we're going to kick the Cowboys butts and all that stuff. But really what they're, what they're being with us is real. You know what I mean? And, and I appreciate that about them because Ken Norton Jr. specifically told you, you know, the coaches have to get together first. Coaches yeah. have to get on the same page before we can expect the players to get on the same page. And I think that is so important because everybody wants to know, you know, what does Coach Norton think about Jamin Davis? What, is, what does Coach Simmons think about, you know, Emmanuel Forbes? And, and we did ask those questions, but to a man, they're all saying, we got to get together on the same page as a staff, as a group to know what we want to do as a team before we can expect anything from our players. And I think that's real and it's incredibly important at this stage in the offseason. 
And David, also, uh, when I talked about the, the players and getting to know them, uh, they talked about them wanting to sit down and, and Coach Lynn talking about he wanted to take them out to dinner, mm -hmm. you know, to get to know them yep. as individuals because how can you move forward otherwise? So, you know, when you look at the outlook, because they're still getting to know each other as coaches and right. a lot of them have coached together before, but when you think about how they're, they're, they're going in with looking at the players and getting to know them as people first before they know them as players mm -hmm. because nobody cares about you what you've coached. Nobody cares about if you played or anything. It's about how are you going to coach these guys up yep. to move them forward. Yeah, well, who you are as a person bleeds into who you are as a player. Mm -hmm. Like, that comes first. You know, we talk about chicken or the egg comes first. It's the person before the player. And, you know, Bruce Arians used to always say, and I thought this was a great quote from him, even going back to his days before he was leading the Buccaneers and all this stuff, he said it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. So, you know, sitting down with these guys and really getting to know what makes them tick. What's their motivation? Look, the truth of the matter is, Donna, you know this, some of these players don't love football. Mm -hmm. They love money. They love stature. They love the lifestyle. They love, you know, they love all those things. And if that's what makes a player tick and he's still going to be on your team, you got to find a way to tap into that. Hey, man, you want that bonus money? You got to run this route more, more crisp. Hey, man, you want that new contract? You got to go. You got to go make this tackle. You know, we were talking to, to Coach Bobby Johnson about offensive line guys and, and how they really work. You know, five individual guys working as one. But at the end of the day, each of those individual guys, whether it be, you know, from a money standpoint or a security or a family or, or whatever it is, whatever motivation is, they're all here aiming to get that next contract. Right. Yeah. And you're going to get that next contract by yourself. Like Sam Cosme and Andrew Wiley aren't going to go sign a, a tandem deal. Right. Sam Cosme is going to get his own deal. Andrew Wiley is going to get his own deal. So tapping into how to motivate the individual person to make the unit better. That's again, that's just it's just really big key. And then these guys understand these coaches understanding that we have to be able to tap into that goes in that servant leadership atmosphere that Dan Quinn is bringing in that Adam Peters is bringing in. And again, it sounds great in, in speak. Right. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I know there were a lot of questions about Bobby Johnson coming in here yeah. from the Giants, but even he, you know, his his words sound really good. The question now is, is that are those words going to turn into action? And appropriate action. That's what we still have to see. But from what we can gather right now, just from talking to these guys, you know, they're all on the same page as far as what needs to happen next and how to approach it. I went to coaches, uh, basically offensive line, because that's an area that this commander's team has struggled for years. I went to the running back coach uh, as far as Coach Lind to kind of like get his vision on them. And then Daryl Tapp, who was here in 2013, because he's going to be coaching the defensive line. Yep. And, uh, you know, I went to certain coaches because I wanted to get their outlook. And you talked about Bobby Johnson, about the offensive line. Yep. And, you know, when you look at him with the Giants and the Giants gave up a lot of sacks also, the commander's 65. But when you when you listen to what he had to say as mm -hmm. far as the type of players, how they want to build this offensive line and all the pieces that goes in, you, you still like what he had to say. And like you said, it doesn't matter about what they say right now, but right. it materializes and moves on to really action. Well, I think you have to like about what Coach Johnson is saying and even what Coach Tapp had to say too. They were kind of both on the same page where Coach Tapp said specifically, like, who I was as a player is not who I am as a coach. And, like, mm -hmm. he's learned so much as being a coach in this game. And he even mentioned he's seen other players come out and they're like, well, I played the game, so let me go co coach the game. It seems like a, a logical connection. But just because you play it, it doesn't mean you necessarily know it from that intellectual teaching standpoint yeah. uh, all the time. It's why people like you and me can disagree with Chris Sims. Even though Chris Sims is an NFL quarterback, we might disagree on what he says about quarterbacking because just because you play it doesn't necessarily mean from a, an intellectual, you know, external standpoint you necessarily know it. And that's not a shot at Chris Sims specifically, just an example. <laughs> um, 
But Bobby Johnson also kind of mentioned the same thing, right? He's had a, an extensive coaching career, but everywhere he goes, he tries to bring in something new. He tries to learn something new from his guys, from his experience, from his stops. So those are who concerned. Those are those who are concerned about, you know, what happened to the New York Giants. That's a two year snippet of Coach Johnson's mm -hmm. career. And it's a not a not a great one. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that he would understand that, too. But he does have other stops and other places to learn. And now he's surrounded by a run game coordinator in Anthony Lynn, who's got his own experiences mm -hmm. and an offensive coordinator, in Cliff Kingsbury, with his own experiences. Sam Cosme, who has his own experiences and whatever free agent they bring in. Right. There's going to be a lot of people with brain power working about this thing. This isn't going to be a Bobby Johnson alone or Daryl Tapp alone offensive defensive line operation, because both of these guys understand that what I've done in the past doesn't impact what I do now. Mm -hmm. What I do now impacts how we move forward. And he, they, he's got a, a solid coaching group around him yeah. to help him along the, the, the way, too. But I kind of pressed him. And, and David, my trusty assistant today, teamwork <laughs> is uh, dream work, uh, as David said. But I pressed him on the fact that did they have the pieces in place offensive line wise uh, to move this forward? He yeah. didn't pretty much say yes or no. But you can kind of like read in between the lines that it's some work to be done. Yeah, he gave the coach answer, you know what I mean? He's not going to come out and say, like, oh, we're going to get rid of that guy, we're going to get rid of that guy. But there are some expectations that there are going to be people that are changed from this offensive line. The same five guys you saw finishing last season, even starting last season, are not going to be the same five guys here. And Bobby Johnson, the, co the offensive line coach, he understands that. He talked about a little bit of how to get these guys on the same page and the, and the urgency. That's something that I really wanted to talk to him about, which you, mm -hmm. asked, you asked him before uh, I needed to, was how quickly it is important to get these guys in sync and get them cohesive. Because I know last year with the Giants, that was something they had a little bit of a struggle with, is yeah. putting their starting five together in time to really get them a lot of reps together. So Coach Johnson obviously understands that that is a necessary thing to do as quickly as possible. Again, it's just getting the right five guys and, you know, it's more important to say we have the right five guys, I think, than saying, well, let's just get a, a, a starting five. Yeah. So if it takes you the final week of preseason to get the right five, you got to unfortunately do it. But hopefully, given those lessons learned and some of the veterans that are here and some of the other minds, hopefully they can get their starting five together and start getting them some consistent reps. Yeah, Coach Johnson was talking about hoping that it won't take all season or a long time in moving this forward. But we started off with Jason Simmons, mm -hmm. uh, you know, talking to him a little bit about coming here and how he sees this plan out and his outlook, uh, you know, with his role uh, on this team. Yeah, I think Coach Simmons is a really interesting person because he comes from an organization like like you mentioned, a lot of these coaches have worked together in certain spots and he's, you know, he worked with Coach Witt in Green Bay. But like between Green Bay and Washington, uh, Coach Witt, he went to Cleveland as well. He also obviously went to Dallas and Atlanta. Like so the Coach Witt in Green Bay is not the same Coach Witt that's here in Washington. So Coach Simmons, he also went some different avenues and went to different teams. So again, just kind of blending all of those styles. All right. So those were our overall thoughts of the day, meeting the assistant coaches. But now you're going to hear from some of them. And if I asked you who the most disappointing units were on the on the commander's roster or which were the most disappointing units were on the commander's roster last year. Most of you would probably say offensive line, linebackers, and the pass defense as a whole. So we spoke to those three position coaches. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And the next segment of this show is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to us. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased and can help us get through those sticky moments in our life. We all have things that bother us more than they should. And once we come to that realization, it makes it possible to find the underlying issues leading to those emotions that outweigh 
the situations. In resiliency training, we call those icebergs. The motivators beneath the surface that create what we see above it are usually much bigger than what's above the surface. And identifying them is an incredibly important part of your long-term mental health and resiliency. Most of us have bigger problems than what's going on with our favorite sports team. So when that is our biggest reactionary trigger, it's important to get those things off your chest and talk to somebody about it every once in a while. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Continuing on now, today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day is come back tomorrow. We will have another position group preview. We've already talked offensive line. We've already talked quarterback. If you missed those, go back in the timeline here and you'll find those episodes. Tomorrow, Friday, we will have another position group preview to do. So make sure you come back for that. Don't know what it is yet because the insiders are still voting on that. Also, launched Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now we're going to dive deeper into the defensive pass game linebackers and offensive line with those coaches, starting with defensive pass game coordinator, Jason Simmons. Could you talk a little bit about just getting the position and what you're hoping to renew here in Washington with the secondary? Well, I'll tell you what, the first thing I'm glad to be here, you know, happy to be in a DMV area, uh, you know, to be with a historic franchise. We know what this franchise means to the National Football League. Uh, I mean, this this is this is a benchmark. This is a team that everybody looks to. We understand what the commanders I mean, just the history of it. And we are trying to renew it. But the, the first thing is we're trying to build continuity with the coaches. So then now that can feed into the players and we just have a cohesive unit that's ready to go. Do you feel that you have like the main pieces uh, moving forward in the secondary? Uh, we definitely have talent. You know, the, the one thing that I'm here to do is to coach the guys that's in the room. Uh, Adam and his staff are here to evaluate at this point. We're just trying to get the defense together, get the structure together, uh, get the culture together for when the players do get here. What, what, are, what are you hoping to bring as far as your style of coaching? Uh, what do you hope to see in this secondary? You look at them last year, even with all the talent they had, probably didn't play up to par, but what are you hoping to instill with your type of uh, play or coaching? Well, what I see is though, I don't speak of it necessarily as a secondary, I see it as a defense as a whole. Uh, what Joe Witt is trying to bring uh, to the table is a, is a relentless play style that guys that hunt the football and attack the football. That's what we're looking to breed into this team first. Yeah, he did talk about as far as being valent, uh, knowing that bodies have been put on you um, and that knowing that that you all are in the room uh, defensively. Do you like that aggressive style of play and everything as, as far as it speaks to this defense power? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's what he brings whenever that's iterated from the top. You know, we're going to reiterate that message to the players as assistant coaches. And that's a fun style of football. Guys enjoy playing that style of football. It's infectious and it's just fun to go out and play and be able to go compete. 
when you look at the defense across the line and everything, you've got some pieces already in place. The defensive line, he's talked about, is starting right there. Uh, the defensive line, John Allen, uh, Deron Payne, and some of the other bodies. How do you see this whole defense right now moving forward? Well, when you talk about defensive player, you just talk about championship football. You talk about winning football. You talk about just competitive football. It always starts with the front. We know that. We understand that. Uh, everybody's looking one thing. When you can win in the trenches and have guys up there that are competitive, play with their hands, and just the physicality start up there, that's definitely what we're trying to get done. And talk about a little bit about this coaching staff. When you look at the coaching staff that this organization has put together right now, it's almost like an all-star they were to strategically put together. Talk about just the coaching staff here right now. Well, I'll tell you, for me, I'm excited to be around guys that are really smart, that are really bright. Uh, you kind of go through different phases in this coaching, you know, where at first you're a recipient of information, and then you get your chance to go disseminate that information to the players. You know, you have your successes, you have your failures. And now I'm at a point where I've gone through all of that. Now I'm just so glad to be around guys and be able to grow once again. I mean, I'm able, I grow every day just being around DQ and being around Joe Witt. When you look at yourself as far as the coaching positions you've had, the experiences you've had, what do you think are some of the top qualities that you bring here to this organization? Uh, competitive stamina. That, that's what I think I bring to the table. I think the guys uh, can count on me to coach them hard, to be detailed, and, and to have a continued focus on whatever D, DQ's message is. All right, that was a little bit from Coach Simmons. And right off the bat, guys, you hear right what, what Josh Harris has talked about since he took ownership of the team. Uh, Adam Peters, Coach Quinn, Coach Witt, Coach Kingsbury, the history of this franchise and restoring this franchise to those days of winning football uh, from the past. I think there's a, there's a big theme here in earning reputation versus writing reputation. And I think what we've seen from Washington staffs and some people uh, in the past, not every single person certainly, but as a whole, is a lot of writing those reputations. I think it started with uh, ownership a long, long time ago. And you know, if you've been a part of an organization that's got a great reputation, then hopefully you know it doesn't, you, the reputation that you inherit as a new employee or a new member of the organization doesn't just continue because of the name. No, it's the people inside the name that make that reputation in the first place. And it's the people inside the name that are going to either continue it or destroy it. And, and so far it hasn't been completely destroyed because they're still around and still alive and kicking, trying to rebuild it, but it certainly needs to be rebuilt. Linebacker Ken Norton Jr., who is now Washington Commanders linebackers coach, Ken Norton Jr. Talk a little bit about just uh, accepting the job and, and you played the linebacker position um, and you know it well won Super Bowls with uh, as far as in that position. But coming here, what do you want to see as far as out of the linebackers? Well, I just want to see a, a group of young men who love ball, who eat, sleep, and just think about ball a lot and, uh, and just like collaborating and just talking ball. The defense as a whole, uh, not just the linebacker position, as one of the coaches told me, it all goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the, the linebacker play, the the, the secondary, uh, the defensive front, which you've got a lot of the pieces, when you right. think about John Allen, Deron Payne, and some of those other guys up right. front, how do you see this playing out right now? Well, we have a lot of really good football players. Uh, and you have a really good uh, the DMV area, loves their ball. Fans are amazing. Uh, you know, I've, I've played in the NFC East as a player when I played with the Dallas Cowboys. So this is this is a great place to play some ball. So we're really excited to really come together and uh, bring, you know, bring the special feeling back to the area.
When you look at defenses and building them to be the powerhouses, when you talk about Dan Quinn comes from an <laughs> organization in Dallas where they were top defense for a, yeah. a minute. And when you look at the coaching staffs that they have assembled here with all the pieces that they put in place, how do you look at that all as far as to build that defense and what Dan Quinn did in bringing a lot of familiar faces with him? Well, we just have to come together as a staff, understand you know who we are, Dan does a great job of, uh, you know, forming our identity, which we're in, in, a, in a process of doing right now. And, uh, you know, he's the type of guy that has such great energy, such great style. He's really smart. Uh, so we, we expect, uh, you know, uh, for this time that we're coming together now and we're, we're tough in the uh, in the locker room. We're coming together in the classroom and the uh, a team right now. Uh, getting our coaching staff together. We're working to make this a, a special experience for all of us. When you look back at your career as a player, as in the coaching ranks and everything, what are the, the strong strengths that you think that you bring as far as from playing the game, as far as coaching? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, your father was knockout. Right. <laughs> knockout champ. Right. Uh, just energy, uh, experience, and just love for the game. And just really understanding how to play with your heart and be very passionate about it. You talked to Ken Orton Jr. says he wants guys who love football, right? Speaking about the history of the NFC East, Ken Orton Jr. obviously is very, very, uh, very in tune with that. So again, restoring that shine, restoring that glory to the organization. Also trying to do that uh, is the offensive line coach, Bobby Johnson, who a lot of people had questions about the hiring of. So we spoke to him on Wednesday. You're going to hear from him coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Wants you to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel because right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. We're coming out of the All-Star break. The Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets are the favorites in the Eastern and Western Conferences to make it to the NBA Finals with the Boston Celtics currently holding a slight edge in the odds for winning the NBA Finals. So if you want to bet on that, you can go straight there. Or if you want 2025 Super Bowl odds, the San Francisco 49ers actually have the best odds on FanDuel right now to win next year's Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs are right behind them. The Washington Commanders near the bottom, not surprisingly, plus 15,000 uh, odds to win next year's Super Bowl. So if you want to take a big risk, you can go there and drop some money on your Commanders. Bet on all your favorite NBA players this NBA season and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to hear from offensive line coach Bobby Johnson. Hey, hey coach, uh, congratulations on the, the position here, but just talk a little bit about coming to Washington mm -hmm. and where you see yourself and the strengths that you bring here mm -hmm. to this uh, coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to be in the DMV. Um, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity. Um, I think just having some experience inside the division. Uh, I think as a strength, you know, you have some familiar with, you know, the opponents because they've been, you know, going against them. So you, you kind of know what you're getting as opposed to having to learn the division. So some of the personnel, some of the schemes, um, I think just some experience of being in various different teams, uh, like the last uh, individual I spoke with talked about having experience with Josh Allen in, in, in Buffalo, Daniel Jones in New York, just to name a few of the guys. So you can kind of, you know, have an idea how you want to handle different 
quarterback skill sets, you know, how you want to adjust your scheme to either protect those guys or to highlight their strengths. I think those are the, some of the things just having been around different types of guys um, lends itself to having a you know, kind of a kind of a plan on the back of your head, you know, whoever the quarterback winds up being. You talked about protection. Offensive line has been a Achilles heel with this Washington organization for a while. Um, they gave up 65 sacks, I think, last year. Uh, could you talk a little bit about how you see the offensive line progressing forward, uh, moving in the right direction? Right. Well, I don't care what team you're with. Protection and offensive line play is always a hot topic. Um, one, there's not enough linemen to go throughout the league. It's often a position where there's a lot of injuries. So really you're talking about a position that needs to be continually developed because you're going to miss a guy and you're going to have to insert somebody else. It's a position where you want to have continuity, but you already know you're not going to have it. So how do you how do you minimize that? Yeah. Um, I've been in some places where that's always been a topic and there are years where you can kind of solve the issue that year and then it might pop its head up again the next year so it's you're always kind of making sure that hey how do we have the guys in the wings waiting to kind of minimize that when it happens because it's going to happen yeah. more often than not you're going to have to make some changes very rarely and i think maybe there was if i remember correctly there was less than five teams i want to say there were three teams that their starting line played the whole season yeah. right so that's the rarity all right, so what are you going to do when it happens? You just got to keep preparing guys in the wings to be ready to step in and try to perform it at a high level and make sure that there's not a drop-off when you don't have your starting five. So those are things you want to start working on in the offseason. You want to work all the way through training camp. All right, the big thing is what are you going to do when, when, when there's an injury? What are you going to do when you have a replacement in? And make sure that you're developing guys that the drop-off isn't very significant. For what you've done in the past, all I care about is what you do in the future. Here's what we're looking for. Here's a standard we're looking to set. Are you going to climb to that standard? If you are, great. You're going to find a role. If you're not, somebody else is going to have that role. And you'll be surprised. Most guys go, that's all I want. I want a clear expectation so I know what I'm working toward. And that's really what we're trying to set here. Here's what the expectation is. And a lot of guys in this league, to get to this level, you got to be a driven guy. If you know what your expectation is, a lot of guys will strive to reach that. You know what I mean? And that's what, you know, that's what the message is going to be. I've had some limited conversations with guys, just introductory. Hey, how you doing? Hey, when you come in the building, come by and see me. But that's going to be the message. And it's not going to be uh, different from guy to guy. It's going to be consistent across the board. Coach, sometimes guys can develop tells uh, as a coach. Is that something you actively kind of seek to find out before the opponent finds out? And, and when oh, you do, question. yeah, when you do, what, what is something that you can do to kind of combat that? Uh, you know, you always, you, you never want to give somebody you're going against a competitive advantage. You want to try to keep the competitive advantage. And that's something that I learned from, you know, Brian Dable, who I worked with, you know, most recently and worked with him, you know, back in Buffalo. He really encouraged me, you know, early on in my line coaching career to be creative, you know, and sometimes when you do that, that allows you to not develop that, you know, hey, I'm going to be creative, like, hey, I want to make this look like this, you know, make plays look the same on the onset, you know, have the philosophy of, hey, do things that are simple for the offense, but hard for the defense. Uh, so that's one of the things I, I kind of scout myself on a little bit um, is, is looking at those things like, hey, make sure that I'm not, if I'm doing a motion, it's not every time I do it, it's, here's the end result. So. I always try to self-scout, always try to add a wrinkle in here or there. You know, I don't want to give all the secrets away, but try to keep some things in my back pocket. You know what I mean? So, All right. One last coach before we end this episode, Bobby Johnson. Again, what do you hear? You hear, 
history of the NFC East, restoring the glory, respecting the history here in the DMV, playing hard, coaching hard, all those things. Again, the, the, the message is, is clear throughout uh, the coaching staff. It's also caught up with uh, Coach Brian Johnson, former Eagles offensive coordinator, who's now with the Washington Commanders, because something that Bobby Johnson mentioned, right, his history in the NFC East, knowing the NFC East and kind of trying to use that to help his group. Uh, accelerate their development. Brian Johnson coming from the Eagles is in the same situation. So on defense, you got Joe Witt Jr. and Dan Quinn coming from the Cowboys. On offense, you got Bobby Johnson and Brian Johnson coming from uh, other NFC East rivals. I think that's incredibly important and something that shouldn't be undersold. Uh, but then you also talk about, you hear you hear Bobby Johnson talking about the standard, right? They're going to set the standard as a coaching staff now. When the players get in, they're going to issue it. They're going to set it. They're going to teach it. They're going to be clear and upfront about it. Every single person is going to have the same standard. You're, you're, Best offensive lineman Sam Cosme isn't going to have a different standard of performance or effort than your your rookie, whoever that is, you know, coming in or Braden Daniels coming in off of injury, trying to make his second year a better year. Everybody's going to have the same standard. And if you don't meet that standard or you're not willing to meet that standard, then you're not going to last long uh, about the teams or with the team. So I think it's really, really important. Again, the biggest takeaway I have here, guys, is is reestablishing the reputation of the Washington commanders of this franchise in this area, in the National Football League. You know, we all know that the history is great. We all know that the history is deep, but the history is not going to win games for you this year. And this coaching staff to a person. And again, what I really like about it is they're all saying it, but they're all saying it in different ways. And even sometimes you have to kind of go pull it out there, right? Like Jason Simmons, Ken Orton Jr. They all talked about getting the coaching staff on the same page themselves so that when the players come in, they are ready to put them in the right situation. That's again, servant leadership. It's not, you know, once the players get here, we'll tell you them what's what, and they got to get on the same page. No, it's, we got to make sure we're on the same page first because if we're not on the same page, we can't expect them to be on the same page. I love that kind of a stuff. So or that kind of stuff. So I got some really good conversations. Uh, again, there's more that you can check out. Uh, Daryl Tapp, uh, Anthony Lynn is, is a big coach that a lot of people want to hear from. Donna had a stand up with Anthony, Anthony Lynn as well. So again, make sure you're going to mid, mid sport Atlantic, mid Atlantic sport net. Make sure you check it out in the minute with Donna Hopkins, Tony McGee for more of that conversation, even more of our conversation, Donna and I, where there was more to that conversation than what I was able to share here on the show today. So again, big shout out to my friend, Donna. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed the conversation coming up tomorrow. We're going to have another position group preview. Don't know what the position group is yet, but we will have one already done quarterbacks already done offensive line right now. Wide receivers and cornerbacks are leading the way. So probably going to be pass game oriented one way or another. Come back for that. In the meantime, you got questions or comments, throw them down in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by becoming a Locked On Commanders Insider or join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 live streaming sports channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen today and every day, every day. Thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.